Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of the Quartalinish Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Lowy, the co-creator of Breaking the Lines, here today with Dennis Tomei. So as, as we've mentioned over the past few weeks on the Quartalinish Podcast, we have been trying to give more of a voice to fans of the smaller teams in Portugal, shall we say. Last week, I spoke to Fernando Gisend, who is an Aruca fan, newly promoted side that are doing fairly well. Definitely make sure to check that out as well as we've spoken to Jose Pedro Paix, a Boa Vista fan, João Nuno Sousa, Famalicão fan, spoken to Santa Clara fans. We're going to be looking at, you know, speaking to more fans of these types of clubs, such as Passos de Ferreira, Tondela, Morarense. So if you are a fan of those clubs, definitely make sure to get in touch with regards to potentially being the next guest on Cortalinias. Very excited, though, to have Dennis on today. How are you doing, Dennis? I'm doing great. So, Gil Vicente, uh, what a season they are having. You know, I, I think that looking at their season fifth in the league at the moment, 34 points from 21 games, uh, that's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and, and this is a team that I think has been under the radar for quite some time from a fairly small town in Barcelos, uh, which I believe is where the... Uh, the famous Portuguese rooster, that story. I believe that's where the story originated. Is that correct? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so you got a little bit of, of history going for them, right? Um, don't want to bore you with historical details, but we're going we're gonna to move on to the Primera action, okay? So it should be noted that uh, we are recording this on Monday, and, and there are still two games left to be played from the 21st match day. Uh, of the Primera Liga, Tondela taking on Benfica today, as well as Morrense going up against Belenich Saad in a relegation six-pointer. Both names, both of those games are going to be really interesting to see what happens. Uh, looking at the other matches, though, looking at the other matches, a lot to talk about. Uh, Maritimo grinding out a 0-0 draw against Estoril Praia. Uh, Storiel going down to 10 men from a red card from Carlos Soria and uh, Marichmo getting a decent point, I would say. Uh, looking, looking fairly comfortable, I should say, under their new manager, uh, Vasco Siabra. I mean, Marichmo, looking at, looking at their recent form, they haven't, uh, they haven't won in, in their past three games. Okay, so they've, they have drawn to Belenenstad, Storiel, and lost to Porto. But prior to that, they had beaten Braga, Portimonense, and Vizela. Um, so, you know, fairly decent, I, I would say. Looking at the Madeira side's form under Vasco Siabra, I'm curious, what, what have you made so far um, of this Marichimo side under Siabra? Just a few months ago, they were, you know, in the relegation zone. Now, things are looking fairly up, currently ninth in the league. Yeah, uh, they definitely improved. I think it's mainly a change in mentality in the, not only the team, but the club itself. They changed presidents. Uh, their old president was there for a while now. Um, and the fans just had enough and they finally elected a new president. With him came a new uh, manager in Vasco Siabra, who I'm a big fan of. And they've been playing a lot of, uh, a much more positive football a lot more attacking and while it didn't work out versus the big teams like Benfica where they uh, conceded six goals I think 
and not against Porto either. But in the other games, they definitely improved. And I think they will definitely make it at least a mid-table spot while in the beginning of the season, they looked like they were destined to relegation. Yeah, absolutely. Big result, though, for Gil Vicente. They are competing with uh, Storiel, amongst other sides, for that final uh, European spot. Gil Vicente currently fifth. Storiel are, uh, are in seventh place, uh, now seven points behind Gil Vicente. And Portimonense as well, another team that, that has been falling off in form. Now just one point above Marichimo and uh, eight points behind Gil Vicente. Uh, taking on Passos de Ferreira and uh, in, in, in an interesting match, we saw Passos take the lead within 15 minutes from an own goal from Lucas Posignolo. Once again, just as the case in, in Portimonense's match against Vitoria, equalizing very late on in the 91st minute from a goal from uh, Wellington Jr. So uh, Portimonense grabbing a point there. This had been, you know, the, the second time they had picked up points uh, this year after that draw against Vitoria. But looking, you know, since December 21st, uh, since beating Famalicao on penalties in the Tusk of the Portugal, uh, that's now three straight losses, then a draw, two losses, and, and another draw. So tr- two draws and five losses for Paulo Sergio's side. Um, I'm curious, you know, what, what do you think has gone wrong, wrong for them uh, this season? You know, starting it fairly well uh, with some big results, but really falling off in recent weeks. They started the season pretty well. I think they might have been overperforming a bit, but I think they're, they're a good team overall. It's just that mainly with um, Falicande going to AFCON and then also leaving now for Mets in the winter, uh, winter transfer window and some other injuries, COVID. Uh, I think they didn't have some of their best players available. And just a regular dip in form that can happen. I think they'll overall they'll still they're still a good team. We'll finish around mid table. Definitely, we'll see what happens uh, with regards to Portimonense. I would definitely, I definitely think though that the the biggest the biggest game of the weekend uh, came on Saturday with Vitoria de Guimarães hosting Braga in the uh, Derby Dominio. So really interesting game this uh, between two two rivals and two teams that you know regularly regularly challenge for European football. Uh, Vitoria de Guimarães taking the lead early on from Oscar Stupinian, Braga tying things up from Vitor Oliveira. However, uh, Vitoria going down to ten men in the 58th minute, and yet still. Uh, managing to secure a win in the 90th minute with a goal from Nelson Luz. Uh, so Nelson, Nelson Luz, 24 years old, just turned uh, 24, um, I believe, on Friday. So decent birthday present for him. Uh, he's an Angolan winger, left-footed uh, player who's, who's played on both flanks and, and was recently called up for Angola's World Cup qualifiers in September. Did not play in either. But uh, getting his first appearance for Vitoria de Guimaraes on January 10th uh, against, guess who? Gilles Vicente. Uh, Nelson yeah. scoring 
in a 3-2 win over Gil Vicente. Uh, the following week... A 3-2 loss, right? Three, sorry, 3-2 win for Vitoria de Guimaraes. 3-2 loss for Gil Vicente. I apologize. Uh, Wait, no, no, no. Salpazer. Sorry, what was that? No, Gil won the game, right? Yes. What Did I say that the first time? Yeah, you said Vitoria so, won and Gil lost. <laughs> I apologize. 3-2 win <laughs> for Gil Vicente. Uh, Nelson lose scoring in that game um, in, in a win for Gil Vicente. Following yeah. match, we saw Nelson score uh, in a 1-1 draw against Porto Monench. And then uh, Nelson not coming off the bench for either their first, next two matches, which would see Vitoria lo- uh, defeat Storio and then lose to Vizela. Um, Nelson, however, playing against Braga in a, in a massive match for Pepa's side and uh, coming off the bench in the 77th minute for the other goal scorer, Oscar Stupinian, scoring a massive goal. What were your thoughts on this match? And, uh, you know, what have you made so far of Nelson Luz? Is, is there potential for him with Marcus Edwards leaving to Sporting? Is there potential for Nelson Luz uh, to step up as Vitoria's uh, talisman in the flanks? Uh, obviously, some other options. You have, you know, the aging Ricardo Quaresma. You have the likes of uh, Joshinha and Ruben Lameiras. But uh, talk to me a little bit about Nelson Luz. Nelson Deluge is uh, an interesting player. I've I've known I've known his name for about a year or two, mainly due to football manager. <laughs> uh, and he's an interesting player. He's been in Vitoria for a while, uh, I think, in their B team. And I think he's just um, in the last couple of games he has brought a new energy to the matches. Um, it's weird because I think Vitoria's best position I think would say are the wingers uh, and they had Edwards, they have Quaresma, Lameiras as you said uh, Rochinha, they have a lot of quality and depth but I think it just brings a different energy especially since he's been coming on more centrally he's been playing more as a striker and making runs in behind and just finishing and I think I don't think he can reach the potential of a Marcus Edwards and definitely not like a Quaresma or something. But I think for now, it's been an interesting option. And he can be a good squad player in the future for Vitoria. But I don't think, he, I don't think his ceiling is much higher than that. Nelson Luz uh, stealing the show uh, with a massive, massive goal. Yang Golan forward uh, getting his third goal so far for Vitoria. Really impressive. Uh, another... African player who was in the headlines, Guinea-Bissau international, Alpha Semedo. So Alpha Semedo, interesting little player, has, has played for, uh, had, was previously owned by Benfica, ended up going on loan to Espanyol, Nottingham Forest, uh, and Reading before joining Vitoria de Guimaraes this past summer. Uh, his second performance for the club, getting sent off uh, against Estorio uh, just a few weeks later, got sent off again against Belenenche Saad. Uh, a month later, scored an own goal um, against Benfica in the Tasa da Liga. And then 
February 5th, just on Saturday, getting sent off again against Braga. Um, maybe the, 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 the lack of, you know, discipline, it, it, it is obviously something that he needs to work on. But um, I, yeah. I don't know. What, what have you made of Alpha Semedo so far? Vitoria do have a lot of interesting options in midfield. Um, under Pepa, you look at the likes of Thiago Silva, Tomas Handel, Andre Almeida, Nicolas Janvier, some very interesting young midfielders. And Semedo, he definitely brings something different. And he's not, he's not old by any stretch. He's just 24. But I'm curious, what have you made of Pepa's handling of his midfield options uh, in his first season as Vitoria manager? Alfa Semedo is a weird player. Uh, it's <laughs> like a discipline and composure just it kills me it, i don't i'm not sure but i think he must be the player with most with the most red cards already in the league he feels like every time he comes on every time he plays he gets a red carded i remember there was like two or three games in the beginning of the season where he just got red carded like in a row um he, he's a weird player he has he has he brings physicality that uh, a lot of victoria midfielders don't have but I think he he's one of the worst options in because that lack of um, composure, that lack of discipline, uh, even technical ability sometimes it it makes him fall in comparison when compared like to the likes of even Handel, but Ranvier, which I, I think is a really interesting player. Uh, it I would be surprised if he stayed at Vitoria after such a rough first season. Even though like he had a great season with Arians back in the day, uh, the speller writing wasn't awful from what I've heard, but um, it, the th- things are not working out for him this season. To answer your question, Alfa Smedo does have the most red cards uh, in the Primera Liga with three. Sitting right behind him in second place, we've got Santa Clara's Alano, uh, Aruca's Andre Silva, and Famalicao's Alexander Penetra with two. And you've got, obviously, a few other players with one red card. Alan is an interesting player as well. <laughs> he, that also clearly lacks uh, discipline. He's a, a very flary winger, but he gets way too many cards, especially for a player playing in, in that position. As a winger, he gets way too many cards. Speaking of red cards, uh, one game that had quite a few red cards was Gil Vicente Santa Clara. So Gil Vicente Santa Clara, a very interesting match between uh, one team that you know had had reached European football last season uh, and and another team that is chasing it. Gil Vicente Santa Clara taking the lead in the 28th minute via a goal from Crisan. Brazilian connection between Crisan and Lincoln. We've talked about both of those uh, interesting attackers on this Santa Clara team before on the Coriclanish podcast. Um, another Brazilian, though, equalizing for Gil Vicente via Samuel Lino, um, firing in the equalizer from the spot. Lincoln, though, getting booked right before halftime and then uh, ended up getting sent off in the 66th minute for diving. A lot of interesting uh, moments that happened after that. Gil Vicente conceding right after that via an own goal from Talocha Santa Clara, then going down to nine men 
via a red card from Crisan. So the two Brazilian players that, that you know, have been such a bright spark for Santa Fara, the two Brazilian forwards that combined for their opening goal, both of them getting sent off for Santa Clara. A big, big blow for Mario Silva's side. She'll be sent, however, getting the equalizer in the 85th minute, settling for a 2-2 draw. What, what did you make of this game? So, uh, I watched the game live, so I can't... I'm not sure about the both yellow, double yellow cards. Um, but I, what I can say about the game is that Santa Clara just outplayed Gil. It was one of Gil's worst games in a while. Basically, Santa Clara came to Barcelos and did what, um, what Gil usually does. It controlled possession. It was really, really strong uh, pressing. And it just completely dominated Gil without creating many good opportunities, without creating great chances, but it just com- dominated the flow of the game. And Gil just looked lost for all, a lot of the time, especially in the first half. Obviously, the, the red cards helped. But yeah, Mario Silva just did a, a great job just completely canceling Gil's game plan and basically replicating it in a way that Gil just couldn't handle. Um, and it was a really interesting match between two good teams with two good managers. Um, but yeah, I think as a Gil fan, it was, it was good seeing a draw in that game. I think if there were a team to win that game, we would have been Santa Clara, so a draw wasn't that bad. But yeah, it's a shame uh, that uh, both Lincoln and Crisan got a red card since their next match, uh, their next match next week is versus Benfica. So they'll both be out in that important match. Absolutely. Quite a few bookings uh, in this game. Gil Vicente's manager, Ricardo Suarez, getting a booking. Hui Costa, the Santa Clara forward, uh, getting a booking as well, even though uh, he was on the bench at the time. And uh, so it definitely shows you just how, how, much, how, how much of an environment it, w- it really was. Uh, both of those guys getting yellow cards. We also saw Antonio Leute and Tolosha getting booked. Interesting result for both teams, though. I wanted to ask you, though, about the other manager, Mario Silva. Uh, he took over Santa Clara, became, I believe, the club's third coach this season um, after Nuno Campos and Daniel Ramos. Uh, took over the Azorian club in January, led them to a 2-2 draw against Santa Clara, followed by a 2-0 win against Morrent, uh, losing to Sporting in the Tasa da Liga before beating Boavista and drawing to uh, Gil Vicente. Uh, interesting game against Benfica coming up, but a lot of positives to take from Mario Silva's start to life at Santa Clara. This is a team that, you know, we had been tipping for relegation for quite some time that has, you know, lost a lot of very important players such as Fabio Cardoso, such as Carlos Jr. And frankly, staying up uh, always seemed like it was going to be a goal for the goal for a team that, let's not forget, had just uh, reached Europe the previous year. Um, Talk to me a little bit about Mario Silva's impact. Have you noticed anything different with the Santa Clara side? Santa Clara is weird. I think it's one of the classic cases of, especially in Portugal, where a team goes to Europe, they overperform, they go to Europe the next season, 
sometimes they get relegated. We saw it with Rilav, we saw it with Stril, with Aroca. A lot of teams, it happens to a lot of teams. And I think we saw that with Aroca, with Aroca, uh, with Santa Clara in the beginning of the season. And it's weird because I, we, I can't really explain it if it's just losing Fabio Cardoso and Carlos Jr. or if it's the extra four or six matches they played or if it's a lack of motivation for missing your uh, actual European football. The, there was a clear dip in, in form compared to last season in the beginning of this one. But I think the chicotada <laughs> psicológica, as we say in Portugal, uh, they've sacked like two or three managers already. Uh, and I think spirits are, are improving, and especially with Mario Silva, which is a manager I respect a lot, uh, due to what he did uh, with the poor youth team, uh, under-19s, where he won the, the youth league. Uh, I think he's a very interesting manager, tries to play, play positive football. Uh, things didn't work out for him at Rewav. Um but I think he has a good chance of doing something good with uh, the Santa Clara team. If he can stay up, which I think they will, they're already in a good position. They are clear of those relegation zones. And I think they'll stay up around mid-table. Or uh, I think they'll keep improving even. I don't think it's enough for European football again, but they'll be safe. And next season, I would like to see him continue. So this quick dance of managers stops and settles down for a bit. And... Uh, Hopefully, you can see him in a more stable project and see what he can do with a team. Let's talk about the other manager in this game, uh, Ricardo Suarez. Ricardo Suarez has been managing in Portugal for close to two decades now. Uh, seen him coach likes of Vizela, Chaves, Covilha, Morenense, and now uh, since November 2020, has been in charge of Gil Vicente. Very impressive record that he's had um, in his 56 games. We've seen 23 victories, uh, 13 draws, and 20 defeats. That is a very good sum for uh, the Gilistas. Let, let's talk a little bit about Suarez's tactical approach in Gil Vicente. You know, what do you think makes uh, this Gil side one of the most exciting teams in Portugal right now? What, what are some things that you've noticed this season uh, tactically from, from Suarez um, that have made them such a tough team to beat? So, Ricardo Suarez just surprised me. I think he wasn't that... I wasn't that big of a fan of him when he was appointed as Jill manager. He had some decent results with Ed Morelians, if I remember correctly. But he definitely brought a different kind of football to Jill, a really positive one. Uh, main tactical points, I think it's a classic 4-3-3 uh, where you try to control possession. Um, the defenders aren't great ball-playing defenders, but they, especially Ruben Fernandes. Uh, but Lucas can deliver a good pass. Uh, Vitor Carvalho is a pivot that tries to control the game. And Tolosha mainly takes inside, doesn't offer much offensively. Uh, the main attacking threat from the defense comes from the right side uh, in Zay Carlos. But then uh, Gil shines in the offensive players. Pedrinho is just incredible. I've fallen in love with the man. He's uh, an incredible player. If it weren't for his age, I think he would have 
top three or at least top five clubs in Portugal, like transfer shouts. Uh, just incredible player, incredibly smart, incredibly technical. He controls the whole pace of the game. It just he's the main player in the team, even though I'd say Lino is the star. Uh, without Pedrinho, I think the team just doesn't function the same way. Then the main dynamic of the team, I think, is behind Fujimoto. Uh, so it's a 4-3-3, where Fujimoto is the number 10, technically. But he doesn't usually stay in midfield. He's either very close to uh, Navarro, the striker, always looking for runs in behind, or a lot of the times, um, completely out wide. Uh, in this game versus Santa Clara, we saw that a bit, where it reminded me a bit of what Xavi uh, is doing at Barca, where the wingers are comp- the wingers are very wide. The two midfielders are very um, I'm lacking the word, but very close to the striker. They have a lone six, and he just looks to ping the ball over to the wider areas, and just putting a lot of pressure on the defensive line of the opponent. But in that situation, Fujimoto goes wide instead of actually staying inside. And then Liao takes inside. Uh, defensively, Fujim- it turns into a 4-4-2. Fujimoto pressures high up the pitch next to Navarro. Uh, Navarro offer- is a- has a lot of good pressing. Um, offers good pressing. I would say he's probably the second best striker outside the top three in Portugal, next to Peter Musa from Boavista. Uh, and then, obviously, there's Lino, which, what can be said about Lino, he's already got a transfer to Atletico next season, apparently. Uh, just incredible players. He's the main attacking threat from Gil. Um, it's, it's something interesting when you're in the stadium, because I've watched most of Gil games live. Every time... Lino gets a ball in his position out wide, the whole stadium lifts up and starts chanting his name because you always know something dangerous is going to come from it. It's immediate danger. Uh, and then, obviously, there was Murillo, but out with a, with a big injury until the rest of the season, won't play anymore. So now Lealte is in a, a second spot. Overall, it's a really well-coached team. And a team with uh, good players. I think Gil has done a great job scouting since they came back from to the Premier League with uh, Vitor Oliveira. Uh, I think they've done a great job just uh, getting some good players, good business. And now with Vitor Oliveira, it happened already. Uh, positive football really surprised a lot of people. I think Ricardo Suárez, it's... The, he wants to dominate games even more. He's a maybe I'd say Vitor Oliveira sometimes a bit more pragmatic. Uh, but Ricardo Suárez has been getting even better results due to the football he's been playing. It's really attractive, and as a Gil fan, it's really necessary. Yeah, you mentioned a lot of interesting players. I want to talk about. Um, you know, we've we've mentioned Samuel Lino a lot on this show. Uh, one of the most exciting wingers in Portugal. Uh, it looks like he will be going to Atletico Madrid uh, at the end of the season. We'll see what happens with that. I want to talk about the players who have been getting less attention than Lino, though. And and you mentioned one with Pedrinho. Pedrinho, I, I think, has been 
uh, just fantastic for this Jill Vicente side. And as you mentioned, you know, just turned 29 in December, probably won't be getting a big move anytime soon. Uh, but one of those players whose who's class and whose importance, uh, you know, it cannot be denied. And, and looking at the numbers, looking at the numbers, uh, these definitely back, back it up for just how impressive he has been for this Jill Vicente side. Uh, looking at the numbers, uh, Pedrinho has the third most accurate long balls per game in the Primera with 5.7. Uh, Pepe for Porto just ahead of him with 5.8. Almusrati, uh clear at the top with seven long balls per game. Um, Lucas Cunha, who, as we know, is, is Ruben Fernandes' defensive partner for, for Gil Vicente, just behind Pedrinho with 5.6. Um, looking at some of the other stats, you know, he has done, he has 1.7 key passes per game. That puts him level with Vitinha, Alex Grimaldo, uh, João Mario of Benfica, uh, Rafa Silva, and Pepe of uh, Famalicao. Looking at some of the other ones, uh, you know, you've got looking at looking at the assists, the assists that he's made uh, for this Jill Vicente side. He's right up there uh, with the top third. He is third in the Primera with ten assists, and that is level with uh, Otavio and Fabio Vieira of Porto, and four behind the current leader Rafa Silva with fourteen. Um, you know, everywhere you go, you know, whether it's, and, and he's, he's done fairly well in terms of, in terms of just creating uh, clear cut chances and, you know, threading in those passes to the likes of Samuel Lino. He's just been so good um, for this Jill side. Anything else you want to mention about Pedrinho? Uh, I th- you talked about a lot about his um, passing skills, which are great. Uh, everyone knows that he's just an incredible player. He's already got 10 assists. Uh, but I think his defensive work is really underrated too. Uh, even though he's incredibly small, he doesn't stop running 90 minutes all over the pitch. Uh, even despite his stature, despite his height, he wouldn't. he's always there in the aerial duels. He is incredibly important in recovering the counter press from Gilles. Uh, high up the pitch, and then even we see something with Vitor Carvalho a lot of the times, or Vitor Carvalho, he likes a bit in the defensive department, and I think he, uh, one of the reasons for Gilles' improvement in the last couple of weeks, I think, has been in the defensive area, where Vitor Carvalho has a lot more freedom to pressure higher, and Pedrinho is the one who compensates and goes a bit lower. Um, I think He's just overall a complete, incredible player. I love having having him here at Jill. Pedrinho, uh, absolutely phenomenal for for this Jill descent sides. Um, Vitor Carvalho, as you mentioned, uh, been good as well. Brazilian midfielder uh, came off the bench in the in in, in halftime and replacing Georgian midfielder Georgi uh, Aburjania. So we've got a Portuguese player uh, in Pedrinho. We've got a Georgian player in Aburjania. We've got a Brazilian midfielder in uh, in Pedri- in in, uh, in Vitor Carvalho. Vitor Carvalho. 
and a Japanese midfielder in Kanya Fujimoto. So yeah. interesting, interesting game between Gil Vicente and Santa Clara because it not only saw two Japanese players going up against each other in, in Hidemasa Morita and Kanya Fujimoto, but really two of the best midfielders uh, outside of the big three. Talk to me a little bit about this Fujimoto guy. I mean, he has done very well in this team, 22 years of age. Uh, and, you know, after Hidamasa Morita, after Shoya Nakajima, just another Japanese player who is uh, doing quite well in the Primera Liga. Fujimoto was here uh, last season at Jill, and he, I was expecting him to perform a bit better. He's now performing to the level I expected him to. Um, and it's mainly because of Ricardo Suarez. His, Fujimoto is really the, the gear that turns Gilles' formation and tactic around from that 4 3 3 while attacking, or maybe sometimes even a 4 4 to, four, uh, to uh, while defending. Uh, for for two, he does. He has a. You can notice he has a lot of specific instru- instructions that told uh, told him by the manager on what to do at specific times in the game. He you can see him very deep sometimes, very close to a striker out wide. Uh, he is a very good player. First touch, uh, great link of play. Uh, great, some good runs in behind too. Uh, decent finishing. I think he's lacking a little bit more to, for example, I think Lincoln from Santa Clara um, is a better player right now. Uh, they're different. They're both number 10s, but they're, they're different. Lincoln is a bit slower. Decision-making is a bit better. Uh, and he likes to play further, a little bit further up the pitch, receive the ball and pass the ball. Receive and pass is a little more of a classic number 10 and moves a little bit less on the pitch, but I think he's better already. He has, his decision-making is better. Fujimoto is lacking just a little bit to, for that, ex, that little extra step to really be the, the star of this real team or even deserve a bigger uh, a transfer move. But he's, right now he's on loan uh, from a Japanese team that, uh, if I remember correctly, I think it's a team that Hulk... Uh, that Hulk came from when he came to Porto. Not sure. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see if he stays at Chile, but um, he's definitely having a great season. 